Welcome to Yourcast by Grey Doors. All the latest business travel news in one podcast. Today we're looking at business travel post-Brexit with Commercial Director Dave Bishop and Consulting Manager Marn Porcarini. Hi everyone, I'm Dave Bishop and this is Amman Porcarini of Grey Doors Group. With so much uncertainty surrounding Brexit, we thought it would be useful to have a chat around the implications for a no-deal Brexit on business travel. Well, the good news is, whilst there is uncertainty around some implications of Brexit, we do have a fair degree of certainty around how business travel will be affected in a no-deal Brexit scenario. Okay, so taking things back to basics, will flights operate after the 31st of October? Yes, absolutely. In a no-deal scenario, the European Commission has stated that UK airlines will still be able to operate within the EU up until the 24th of October 2020, when fresh terms will be required. And the UK has already indicated that it will reciprocate those terms. And there's good news on other forms of transport, such as ferries, Eurotunnel, Eurostar and coaches, as there is regulation set up to allow for a similar process for the next two years. The primary concern for travellers is the level of disruption that will be caused with the new immigration processes being set up, as indicated by the government's own report titled Yellow Hammer, which was released recently. I strongly recommend that travellers take extra time when travelling through European airports. They'll no longer be able to use the uh, EU-only lanes, so they will have to use the uh, lanes for the rest of the world uh, passport holders, which will take more time. Any exceptions? There is one exception at the moment, as as of today, is that UK passport holders will be able to use uh, speedy channels at uh, all airports in Portugal. But at the moment, that's it. There are indications that other countries may operate speedy uh, passport channels for UK passport holders, but at the moment it's just Portugal. So Mum, what about if I'm travelling by car? I understand that the UK government is speaking to its uh, EU partners around the need not to have the international driving permit uh, and allow just for travellers to be able to use their uh, photocard driving licence, but at the moment nothing's confirmed. Well, regardless of whether you are taking your private car or hiring a car when you get out there, you'll be required to obtain an international driver's permit, as your UK driving license is currently not valid. These are obtainable at the post office for a charge of £5.50, and be aware that they will take up to 15 days to process. So please plan ahead before you travel. If you are taking your own car, you will need to obtain a permit for your car which is referred to as a green card and you will need to display a GB sticker. So Dave, what about UK travellers? For example, in regards to passports and will they need to obtain a visa? Well visas won't be required but it's important that travellers have six, at least six months expiry on their passport when travelling in Europe. Passport expiry is something that tends to sneak up on all of us, so what we'd recommend is the company-wide communications to travellers around expiry dates to ensure that they plan for obtaining new passports before travelling in Europe. Any exceptions? Yes, travel to Ireland will be unaffected and you'll still be able to use your passport up to the date of expiry. You should not need visas for stays of up to 90 days in a 180 day period, but if you stay for longer then you'll definitely need a visa to stay in the country. 
The current advice on visas isn't as definitive as the advice we've been given on other post-Brexit travel. Each EU member state will be free to make up their own rules in regards to immigration with the UK. So we will be keeping an eye on that in the coming weeks, months and years ahead and updating our travellers accordingly. So look out for updates on the Grey Doors website. Now, I must get this term correct because it's a bit of a mouthful. The European Travel Information and Authorization System, similar to the US's ESTA process, will be in place for UK citizens from 2021 onwards. So what do you think the kind of key messages for travelling in Europe will be for UK passport holders? So, you can get to Europe, um, but just have a little bit more patience is my advice, as there's likely to be disruption. But at the moment we don't really know how long those delays are going to be until at least the 1st of November. Similar to what we saw when the new baggage um, legislation was put in place regarding liquids. So Dave, what are we hearing about the cost of travel? Is my ticket prices likely to be increased? Sterling's down over 10% since the referendum announcement in June 2016. So a lot of the pricing adjustment have already taken place. So no major surprises expected if a no-deal Brexit is announced. So Mark, from your consulting perspective, what are you seeing in terms of pricing for flights, hotels and rail post 1st of November? Yes, the cost of travel will continue to be volatile. I think we've seen much of the pounding that the sterling has taken. We've discussed that already and we will continue to monitor that going forward and communicating accordingly to our clients. So Mark, so most travellers are slave to their smartphones, they use them for everything. What are we seeing in terms of roaming and data charges from the big telecoms companies? Yes, I think we're all concerned about roaming charges when travelling within the EU. As we all know, it's surcharge free at present within the EU and there is currently no agreement in place to maintain that. However, the positive news is that the three major carriers, Free, Vodafone and EE, have communicated that there's no plans to implement surcharges to UK citizens. So Dave, what happens if I have a medical issue whilst I'm travelling within the EU? Will my EFIT card be valid? The European Health Insurance Card, or EHIC, will no longer be valid after the 31st of October in Europe in a no-deal scenario. It's therefore vital that travellers take adequate travel insurance with them when travelling in Europe uh, from the 1st of November onwards. So the EHIC covered all medical conditions, whereas a lot of travel policies, you have to state pre-existing conditions. If you do have any pre-existing conditions, it's really important that you declare these to your travel insurance company when taking out new policies. Aman, as a takeaway, can you give me three action points that travellers should be aware of for a no-deal Brexit? Yes, I think my advice would be is to plan as if you were going to the United States, for example. You would arrive at the airport three hours before departure, ensuring that you have a minimum of six months on your passport, you have the appropriate insurance, and if you're planning on driving, make sure you have an international driving permit. That's great advice, Aman. I'd expect the initial impact to be around getting through airports, so at the uh, at passport control. So I think that's going to be a real challenge. As to how much of a challenge that is, we don't really know yet. You know, if we see other countries start to allow our travellers to go through the EU lanes, then I think you kind of the, that initial impact will be minimal. Um, but 
in the long term, we don't really know whether, and if there are disruptions, whether this is going to be a blip or whether this is going to be something more permanent that we need to factor into really how you book travel. We're very conscious at Grey Doors that we're living in volatile times at present and that is causing our client base some anxiety and indeed businesses in general. As a result, we are keeping our ears to the ground and updating our clients accordingly via email or through our website and Twitter feed. Of course, we cannot control the various opinions and scaremongering that's out there at present my advice would be to go to um, gov.uk for accurate information and specifically for business travel, I would go to APTA. Thanks, Amal. We do hope you found this swift dive into Brexit and all things business travel useful. We'll be running a series of videos over the next couple of weeks, so please do watch this space. Thank you.